I'm Lex, she's Jen. Welcome to The Blatchbarette. On this week's episode, we're talking about why we watch dating reality TV shows, how we started, why we like it. Let's get into it. Now, let us dive in to this very important episode. But first, a word for you yeah. from our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Just kidding, we have no goddamn sponsors. Let's just get into this. <laughs> no ads for now. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's just do it. So, I, as as the elder, was it age before beauty? So I'll be the old one this time. And <laughs> even though I'm only like a year older than you, it doesn't really count, but, <laughs> but whatever, it's fine. Uh, as, as, as the elder in the room, I feel as if I should talk about my experience first. So I will let you know that I've been watching television since I was a child. I watched, I was an only child sort of for a long time. So TV was my friend on top of watching days of our lives and another world and passions. When did the reality TV trend started? Because The Bachelor came out in the very, very early 2000s. My mom watched it. Uh, so I watched it with her. We watched Joe Millionaire. MTV was doing The Real World from the late 90s, which is not really a dating show, but there was definitely dating involved. We did Next, Parental Control, which is a newer one. But, you know, Room Raiders was my jam. I loved that. Um, there was another one with the, it wasn't parental control, but the other one with the parents and the parents got to choose, like they, they had to, parental control. is that parental control? I felt like it was another name, but maybe it wasn't where the parents choose who you go out on a date with and yeah. they stay home with the boyfriend, right? Or yeah. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that was parental control. That's fine. So <laughs> fast forward to what's happening, you know, in modern day times, you know, we're in the 2020 era now. So I've been watching reality TV for about 20 years. And now I get to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and all that stuff on my own. I've been doing that for the past four, five years now, full time. Really. And yeah. I know, right? I started watching Bachelor in Paradise the season Nick Vial got chosen to be The Bachelor. So I watched Bachelor in Paradise, Nick Vial season. Um, who was The Bachelorette after Nick Vial? Rachel Lindsay. Rachel, yeah. Then I watched uh, after Nick was Ari, I believe. So I watched Ari's season. I watched Becca's season. I watched Peter. Then I watched Hannah B. Wait, nope. If someone came in between Colton, right? Colton, Colton yeah. then Hannah B, then Peter. We're ready. I mean, all of this is just bad. Nick mm-hmm. and Rachel, look, okay, the Bachelorettes have been way better than the Bachelors. Let's just put it that way, from what I've they seen. Have. And I've also it's watched been- Bachelor in Paradise, everything, Winter Games, all of that. So I. I'm very into dating shows because I know it's not real, but <laughs> I enjoy it anyway. <laughs> so that's a brief history of Jen watching too much TV as a child and an adult. Lex, <laughs> what about you? I was going to say, like, I agree with you. The Bachelorette has been way more entertaining than The Bachelor. I don't know if it's because we're women uh, or what, but I don't know. It's For me, it's been way more entertaining as well. Even though The Bachelor is entertaining too. But um, yeah, let's get into it's my because the men are stupid. That's why. yeah, yeah. The men are stupid. It's the men are stupid, and 
they try their best to bring like they're not good at faking the drama like women are like women are really great at faking drama and men are like you can tell it's fake but you know we'll get into that um <laughs> so my history with dating shows is kind of pretty much the same I always loved tv as a kid even in college I was like I want to work in tv and I did and I realized working in tv sucks um but as a like I think the first dating show I ever watched was Flavor of Love. I think if I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's the one that gave me like the biggest impression of dating shows for sure because I love that shit. We used to like I used to go to school and everybody would be talking about this at like 14 years old. And we were not supposed to be watching that shit at 14 years old, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was so funny, um, and so that kind of opened my eyes. New York was like the best reality star, like up to to this date. I like fuck the Kardashians. Yes, she is still like one of the best reality TV star of all time. So I really loved her, or I loved to hate her, and then I loved her. Um, and then yeah, I got into all the MTV dating shows as well. Same like the Next, the Room Raiders, the Parental Control. Um, there was another dating show, the one oh blind was it blind date, the one with a little pop up bottle bubbles. That was so funny. I like. I guess I just mostly liked um dating reality TV shows because they were so funny and just entertaining in a way that like regular sh- shows or regular reality shows weren't. Like, I don't want to see a reality TV show about a like this family, you know, this perfect family and this you know their kids and whatever like I want to see people date and be messy and (laughs) start shit like that's what I want to see and so that's what I've been watching ever since (laughs) so and then yeah same I got into I only got into the bachelor bachelor nation with I kind of I kind of got into it like um with next season but really with Rachel's season, when they were like first Black Bachelor, I was like, sign me up. I'm watching this shit. And I've been hooked ever since. And and I remember my white coworkers all the time would be like, you have to watch The Bachelor. It's so entertaining. Or Bachelor, um, Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I remember my first time watching Bachelor in Paradise. I was like, wait, this shit is really good. Like, why have I not been watching this? This is so good. So now I'm hooked um I've been watching ever since I kind of I kind of fell off on Ari's season a little bit it just was not that entertaining to me came back on Bachelor in Paradise I love that shit um and yeah watched the 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 train wreck of Colton and Peter's seasons uh and Hannah Beat they've all been they've all been low-key train wrecks like recently to be honest like yes. nobody's choosing anybody like you know it's it's been so weird um but you know I love the drama all the all the best parts. <laughs> <laughs> all the best parts in the beginning all of the season the best anyway, parts. So. I mean let, let's be honest about this right and you said you didn't like Ari as much Ari is one of the more boring bachelors and this is it there's something about his face that just makes me think he's stupid. Like, I know he's not <laughs> stupid, but he is sort of stupid. But he's not. You know what I mean? Like, if, there's just something about his face that does not excite me. It makes me feel as if he's just, like, a white paint on a wall. Like, yeah, he's, he's just, just there. there. 
Yeah, he was just, he was just there, and it was like, all right, like you're there, and you're what's supposed to be like a race car driver, and that was supposed to make him something like, that, like I guess. sexy I and exciting, and it really wasn't. Um, so it was like, all right, the like I guess. Really boring as fuck. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, he was. So I didn't really, I didn't really watch that season. Though I heard all about it. I heard like, um, Crystal was like, the the villain of that season, and she like, I guess she made it entertaining. But I was like, yeah, nah, I'm good. She did make it entertaining, but really, what I mean, I struggled through the entire season just because I didn't see why anyone was into Ari anyway. And this is no shade to Ari, but also sort of slight shade to Ari. Sorry, Ari, you just weren't that exciting. I didn't really, I, we went from Nick Vial to Ari, really. Anyway, so the worst part about that season was not even the drama with the girls in the house, anything. It was the end when he chose, what's her name? Uh, Becca over Lauren. And then... He proceeded to tell Becca after they've been having this great time together. Oh yeah, actually I've secretly been talking to Lauren all this time and I'm choosing her instead of you. And then he proceeds to follow her around the fucking house while she's sobbing. And he's like, can we talk? No, bitch, we cannot motherfucking talk. Fuck you, you want to talk? You're like, "Uh, no, no. You just told me that you chose me. You proposed to me. You said you want to marry me and now you're changing your mind. And you have the whole fucking camera crew here following me around while I'm sobbing my eyes out because my fiance has told me he's in love with someone else and you're trying to talk to me. He is lucky that he did not die. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Yes. He's he's very lucky that she did not just exact her revenge. I forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. That was probably the most interesting part of the season. Because I forgot about that. But then the funny thing is that she, I don't want to say she low-key did the same thing, but I remember when she broke somebody's heart and the camera was just on them crying for like forever. And it was like, this is for awkward. So like, long. why are we watching this guy cry? Was it, who was it, Blake? I forgot who it was. Yeah, and I think it was Blake. Why are we watching him cry for so long? Like, give him some privacy, something. Like, <laughs> oh, Lord, these shows, they kill me. It's, but let it be known, just so everyone on the outside knows, I am a pansexual woman. I promise you, I don't care if you're a man, you're a woman, you are non-binary, you are you're a woohoo. If you do that to me, I will deck you. I will <laughs> deck you. The second you come within touching distance, you will be laid flat. Don't even try. Do not even try. You better text me that shit. Don't even come to me in person and tell me that. So you're telling me I shouldn't have a camera in your face while you're crying your eyes out? Do you want a black eye? Because if you do, yeah. then yeah, absolutely. You should do that. <laughs> noted, noted. Do not point a camera in Jen's face when she's broke, when her heart is broken. Okay, cool. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, listen. The, the choices that the producers and the, the how they film the show and all the stuff is made is very, very interesting to me. That's probably the, one of the most interesting things about reality television, how they put together a story with what they have. Because mm-hmm. 
half the time, I don't think these people are that exciting in real life. I feel like they're coaching them or they're just like laying the groundwork. Okay. Like Champagne Gate from. Oh my God. Like Champagne Gate. Poor Kelsey. I mean, I feel so bad for her because she got embarrassed twice. They definitely set her up. (laughs) They definitely set her up. But it was so entertaining. (laughs) It was so funny. That was one of the funniest moments of the entire season. But they said her ass. It was. But she looked so bad. She looked so. She looked so silly, and because she was like, of course, drunk and sobbing her eyes out because the champagne is used for this thing that it's like not her champagne. That her champagne is like she gets like overflows into her mouth. I just yeah. the memes, the memes. It was. It was. It was a. Lot. It was a lot. I feel bad for her. Just oh for God. that portrayal. I feel like she's a nice person, but she just yeah. got a shitty at it. She did because like every every I got the impression I got from her was that she was a crybaby and like every second she was crying about something and it was like woman like you're what she was like twenty eight I think at the time like she was the same age yeah, as me or older. older. Ones. I'm like what what are you doing? You're in your late twenties. Like why are you even on this show? Like you know it was like all right like get it together. But it might have been just a shitty edit. It might have just been like, you know what? We're going to cut together every single time this woman cries and call it a show. And I would be embarrassed, honestly, if that yeah. was me. I, I think about it. If I were on The Bachelor, what kind of contestant would I be? And boy, it could go many different directions. <laughs> that's, that's Damn. I think about that all the time. Like, And I vary between like, super boring <laughs> like this super boring girl like they'll probably frame me as a super boring like super I don't know chill person or like this super weird immigrant from the Caribbean like they'll probably catch me doing shit like weird shit like I don't know like putting oil on my hair or putting gre- grease in my scalp and like making it look really strange and like alien when that's like totally normal for us so I feel like it could go one of one of either way honestly yeah, I don't think they ever had any natural haired girls on The Bachelor. I'm gonna have to look they it up. They had one. I remember on Peter, either on Peter, yeah, I think on Peter's season there was one, and she left the first night. And she it was and her hair so, was like a looser curl, so she didn't even last any time. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Nah, never mind then. But yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I have low hair. I prefer keeping low hair. So, but my hair would have to grow out because I wouldn't trust whatever stylist they have on deck if they have any to cut my hair the way I want it to be cut. Right. If I could travel with my barber, I would be on the show. If I could travel with my barber, I would be on the show in a heartbeat. Or if I had like a really great wig. I've never worn a wig in my life, but I wear a wig for the show. Anyway, the yeah. point I'm trying to make is that if I were on the show, I would be probably the mean one, but... I yeah, would be I think categorized the as the mean one because one, my face is very, very pleasant. So when I say mean things, you're constantly surprised by them. Apparently, if you don't know me that well, I don't see how that's possible, but sure. And then, but yeah, that's the thing. Like if I've been drinking and you're annoying me and being ridiculous, I'm going to tell you. I'm like, can you just not? I can, can definitely like, see you being the bullied. <laughs> I can definitely yes I can see them framing you as the bully and you know I I can I can oh I can see this I can see this 
I'm framing you as like the bully, abrasive black woman and like framing all the white women's tears and trying to like pin it on you and being like, oh, she's so mean. I can can definitely see that happen. Well, okay. Pre-COVID, I can see that happening. Maybe not now. They might be a little more sensitive. Who knows? But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I can can see that. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Okay. But then when I go on Bachelor in Paradise, I'm going to be like, oh my God, she was so nice. Why do we think she was so mean? Yeah, because she doesn't put up with bullshit. That's why. Yep. 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 (laughs) They'll be like, oh my God, Jen is actually really cool. What? That's right. Or, I am really cool. You guys are here meet first. You at, they'll meet you at Stagecoach. <laughs> Not like, Stagecoach. The, um, the unofficial Bachelor, Bachelor Nation <laughs> reunion. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm probably never going to Stagecoach because country music is not really my thing like that. No. You know, I like the, uh, what's his name? The, the Tennessee whiskey dude. I like him. And, um, that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> so I like him. And I, Chris Stapleton, is that his name? Maybe. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But yeah, I, I just, know. I wouldn't be going to Stagecoach. Like, I'd probably be asking who all going to be there. Like, are people going to shower <laughs> at Stagecoach? How is this going to work? Like, do you have enough room to wet your mole in case it rains? Like, what's going to happen to us here? I don't know. <laughs> That's I don't know. Insane. It doesn't feel safe. I'd be like, it I have to go not. home. It doesn't feel safe. I had a dream. My spirit take me. Good night. <laughs> Dummy, thank you. <laughs> I no, same. I was surprised Tasha went because I was like, girl, like you want the stagecoach with these white people? Like, oh. definitely does not look like our scene. Like she has. Yeah, I wasn't that surprised. Doesn't seem like she has a lot of. Okay, based on how we saw her interact on the show it does not surprise me that she went to stagecoach yeah that's that's what i will say yeah she definitely seems like um one of those black people who's like really tries hard to be white does she have black friends i don't know i don't think i ever saw any i i i don't follow her on social so i can't say for sure but you know what let's 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 not speculate maybe she has black friends she has black family members after all she could have black friends we don't know and but that's one of the things i think about on the show like most of the black girls who go on who make it to a certain point they are there's a proximity to whiteness to consider, right? So yeah. you have to consider like, oh, they're light skin and they have like straight hair or their hair is just the right amount of curly and all this stuff, or they don't mm-hmm. come off as too black. Right. Like they, yeah. they come off as just black enough to be exotic, but not too black. Yeah. So same thing with Rachel. Like, you know, Rachel being the first black bachelorette was amazing. But again, even though she was a darker skinned black woman, she didn't come off as too black because no. people had this perception of dark skin and blackness and, it's like, well, her father's a Supreme Court judge or something, and she's a so smart, brilliant, driven woman. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of politics that goes with that. But mm-hmm. I haven't seen any other really dark-skinned Black woman get that far on the show. No, neither have I. Like, she was definitely the first. And there's definitely, there's definitely, like, a quota Black people have to meet to be on the show. Like, they have to be super successful. They have to be, I don't know, they have to be... Um, I hate to say it, but well-spoken, like, you know, like white people well-spoken, 
Um, and, you know, they have to meet that quota. And then meanwhile, they're letting in like cheerleaders from, I don't know, deep south, who, like 19 year old cheerleaders. And meanwhile, like you have to be like a super accomplished black person to even get on the show. But, you know, I still watch Sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> you, need, you need three master's degrees, a PhD, and a letter from the president in order to be on the show. So sorry. Yeah. So sorry. I'm so sorry. But we let in this 22-year-old hairdresser. But um, I have a question. What do you think about Matt James being The Bachelor? I, okay. So I will I will say my bit, and then you can say. I'm, go for it. It's interesting that they went outside of the pool of men they had to choose Matt. He has the social media capital, I guess, because he's Tyler C's best friend. But, um, so he's like franchise adjacent, but not really in it. I guess there's a way to spin that. But I feel as if they had so many great, brilliant black men in the past. Like from Rachel's season, they had a couple of brilliant black men. You know, even looking at uh, of course, America's favorite bachelor, who never was, Mike. Like, Mike would have been a great bachelor. And I think that that would have been a good turning point for the franchise to choose someone already in-house. And I feel as if they deliberately went slightly slash mostly outside the house so that they could say, well, if it doesn't work, then, you know, really it's all you guys' fault because you didn't, you didn't want this to work. Or like, listen... Matt's great, but he's not the bachelor we asked for. If you gave us who we asked for, it would work out fine. But that's the vague conspiracy theory I have working with right now. What do you think? Yeah, you make you make a you make a lot of sense because I too I really found it weird um, that they went outside of the franchise to choose a black bachelor when we had Mike right there. Like people were rooting for Mike. A lot of people were rooting for Mike to be the next bachelor, and so that was kind of weird. I feel like they were like low key scrambling. I don't even know why. Okay, but my thing is like I I I can kind of get why they wouldn't choose Mike. At least for me, like I would I know why I wouldn't choose Mike, and that's because I got the impression from Mike that he did not like dating black women. Like that's the impression I got, and I feel like if they they shot him or whatever in the season, it would be one black man and a shit ton of white woman. And I don't know if anybody would really want to watch that. I don't know. I would still watch it. But I don't know if, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, but I do feel like for sure there is that degree of like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's get, go outside of the, um, of outside of Bachelor Nation and find somebody and like that season can just be what it is and then we can go back to doing whatever we, we usually do you know like I don't know I just found, I just found it really weird it, and it felt like they were scrambling to a degree like they were like oh shit black people are dying let's have a black bachelor like it was like oh okay oh, okay all right I guess <laughs> let's go find somebody I don't know let's use our network and find somebody um, when there was like a wealth of black people right there, it was so weird. It was so weird. I do hope it's not a one-off though. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. But I also didn't get the impression that Matt James really dates a lot of black women either. So I guess we'll we'll have to see how the casting is framed. We won't know anything until the casting is done. But I have the right to reserve judgment. That's that's what I will say on that. But what I will also say is um, Tasha and Claire and this bachelorette drama. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Uh, I don't, I don't know. think anyone knows what's going no. on there anymore. 
Play her with the bachelorette. Then she supposedly got engaged to that light skinned black dude who's younger than her. Yeah, who, who she was talking to. She, yeah. Apparently, Claire was talking to that guy before they even started filming, which, how is that even possible? Oh, it's very possible. Remember, they announced these guys pretty early before filming even started. So they hadn't been sequestered or anything as yet. So if you know that you're on the list and like you kinda you know that you're trying to you're there for Claire, it's not that hard to contact her on social media. Like you can slide oh, her yeah. DMs or she can you're slide so her DMs. Right. Like, you're so right. Because you already know who the other person is going into this. And I think on the guy's part, like you definitely you know that she's the bachelorette. You know that we've known this for since what February that she's gonna be the bachelorette. So he could have applied for the show just to be with her. You know what I mean? Also, February mm. feels like so fucking long ago. Like, I like, know, because I felt like last year, but then you're right, because The Bachelor ended this year, right? Yeah, it ended earlier this year. It was in, uh, yeah. I think, January or February. I think it ended in February, the beginning of February. Yeah. In March, um, we were all watching. February into March, we were all watching uh, Love is Blind. And Bachelor had already right. ended. So, right. Yes. Right, right. Jeez, that seems like so long ago. My lord. Yeah, but we've known Claire has been the Bachelorette for six, seven months now, and they just started filming maybe a month and a half, two months, two months ago max. Right. They started filming then. So, if he was in one of the original crop of dudes, because remember they had to also recast for her, right? So if he was in the original crop of dudes, he has like a fucking months long head start to get to know her if he so wanted. Right, because it got but, delayed. Exactly. But even if he wasn't one of the newer crop of dudes, that's also been out for a little bit of time because all those dudes would have had to go through COVID tests and quarantine and all that before they were even let into the area where filming was. So he already had like a month or something, at least, to plead his case. They could have been booed up every night on FaceTime like, I love you more. No, I love you more. No, I love you more. (laughs) All day. We don't even know yeah that's true he could have i'm pretty sure it feels like he could have reached out or maybe even she could have reached out and was like yo like you're cute let's talk um and maybe they just weren't expecting it to be like falling in love type of thing but yeah i that was unexpected super excited for Tasha though not excited that she was second choice but super excited that she's on the show anyway i was a big fan of Tasha um from uh, when was she, she on Colton season? Yeah, she was Colton. Season? She was the number two or three pick on Colton season. Because remember, yeah. he had three girls left, I think, or two girls, three girls left. Yeah, and yeah, three girls. It was Hannah, Tasha, and Cassie. Yeah. Yeah, it was Hannah. Was Hannah, Hannah, Tasha? Hannah G. Hannah G. Yes, 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 yes. And then he just like dumped everybody and went out to Cassie, and now they're not together. <laughs> but. <laughs> So, but yeah, I'm super, super, super excited to see Tasha on this. I think she's super entertaining, just like as a as a TV personality. And I think this season, like now that we know what's to come, I was not that excited for Claire. Honestly, I was gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> That's gonna be my tagline. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> I was not excited to watch it with Claire. Like, I really wasn't. And now I hear, like, there's this drama happening, and now there's Tasha. I'm like, hell yes, I'm ready to watch today. Let's go. 
Yeah, the week comes out, what, October? It's a Tuesday now this year, which is weird to me. Which is but so yeah, weird. It's, uh, it's so weird. It used to be Monday. I think it's what, October 13th? Is that 13th? what they said? Yeah, I think or they the said 6th? October. Yeah, it's the, it's the 13th. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, huh. Okay. I guess we're going to see how the Tuesday schedule pays off for them. Also, I, I, I have to bring this up because... Most of the shows that are supposed to come back in the fall are not fucking coming back, right? So, because <laughs> they haven't been able to record all fucking summer long. They just started, right. a lot of shows just started coming back to recording in August. End of August, oh, beginning shit. of September. So, ugh, wild, wild. What do you yeah. think the fall TV lineup is going to look like? Aside from the 90 Day Fiancés, which are airing right now, they've already recorded all of those. But do you think we're going to have more like reality TV programming thrown in? Because I haven't seen ma- many things on the schedule that kind of say what they're going to be doing or not for fall. Um, I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. I see. Okay, so Bravo, they're they're launching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which I'm low key excited for. There's some black women on there. I love Housewives, honestly. Um, that's not dating, but that is still top tier reality TV content. Um, so that's coming, and then I see. I don't know. As far as reality shows, I think we're gonna go into a reality show drought, or I think we're gonna see um more shows like the circle pop up where it's like because the circle was basically a socially distanced show because nobody would like talk to each other like in person it was all through screens so i'm pretty sure we might see a resurgence of those um i don't know maybe this this fall i feel like we're gonna go into a tv drought this fall because like like over the summer you know everybody was kind of like well we nobody knows what we're doing like we're gonna figure this shit out like everything got delayed so I think we're gonna go into a drought and then maybe next year we'll see lots of COVID content like we're already seeing some like on HBO that's all shot over Zoom and stuff and it does not look that interesting but I'm gonna watch it anyway (laughs) (laughs) I I will not be watching that will be Lexus job guys just so you know I just sit in my house and read my romance novels. I right now I'm rewatching Private Practice from season one till the end because I don't. I mean, of course, I know how it ends. Love the Grey's Anatomy spinoff, so I'm watching all of them. But oh, yeah. that's a Grey's Anatomy spinoff. Yeah, Private Practice yeah. was. Oh my god, girl, where have you been? You know what, guys, we're going to digress for a second. I have to explain this to her. So Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> right? So remember, Derek. Derek was married to a woman who cheated on him with his best friend. Wait, I wait, wait, wait. I I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. You oh, guys, sorry. This <sighs> podcast is over before it started. It is now. We are now broken up. This first episode is <laughs> the only episode you were ever going to get. I don't know what's happening. I don't. I think. I think I just went blind. My eyes hurt, <laughs> and I just saw black for a second. My ears were ringing. There was like tinnitus, tinnitus, however you pronounce that. <laughs> it's too much. I passed out. It's like a womanizer. It was like the disrespect. The disrespect. The disrespect came and took away my hearing and my vision for a moment. And I don't know what's going on. Oh my gosh. The disrespect made me dance all night. That was disrespectful. The disrespect. (laughs) (laughs) Bowman. Great. Oh, okay. So that yeah, that's that's great. The internet has really been popping off this COVID. You went thinking getting racist the fuck out of here. 
or we've been enjoying TikTok dances. Yes, the internet I don't is top tier, top so, tier quality content. <laughs> Bowman, Bowman for me is the best thing to come out of this whole thing. The, the best. best thing. If you love reality TV, you need to check out Bowmanizer on TikTok and Twitter. He's hilarious. Oh my gosh, I'm I will I'm dying laughing at his shit. Like it's so funny, and it doesn't hurt that his house is amazing, and they look rich as shit, and they just have the fanciest oh, shit. Yeah. I love him. I love him. You know who else I like? The council. The council is also really good. Um, A council. Oh my yeah. god, she is amazing. I love her. She's hilarious. Like I, me and um. Me and my friend group on Instagram, we always send her videos and we always, always, always crack the fuck up <laughs> because she's so funny. And, and, and one time she got on Instagram live <laughs> and was like spinning yes. game at Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I remember that. So funny. Oh my gosh. I didn't watch it in real time, but I watched her talk about it and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I saw like when he joined up and then I fell asleep because I'm an elderly person and I do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no like yeah she she michael b jordan joined her on the live and that was hilarious because she was so awkward <laughs> and she was drunk she was drunk yes she head. was drunk and awkward she, she made a council thing after that i think and that was also really funny <laughs> poor thing oh my gosh uh, but yes the, the internet has is undefeated this COVID. it keeps us going it gives us quality content from the comfort of people's homes so maybe, I don't know, maybe that will just feed us during our reality TV drought this winter until we can get back to regularly scheduled programming next year. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so The Bachelorette starts in October. It's probably going to end, finish airing in about December. I think they do about two months for airing because it comes out every week. So yeah, I think about two months is the airing thing. So that means whatever is happening next for The Bachelor franchise will be happening in January. I think, just based on the poor math that I'm doing in my mind. So if that is the case, ooh, ooh. What do you think we're gonna, (laughs) what do you think we're gonna get for content? I don't know. I have no idea because they were supposed to do summer games, I think this year and, and Bachelor in Paradise or not. I don't know. There was a lot of talk about what may or may not happen. They ended up airing Listen to Your Heart instead, which is oh my god listen to your heart was torture that was the one thing i did not watch i was like i'm not watching it i also didn't watch the greatest seasons of all time i didn't watch that either i wasn't interested in reliving seasons for three hours a night i wasn't interested in that yeah i watched it (laughs) i watched i watched watched the first couple episodes i need to catch up but and as far as like getting, because you know, I only started watching, I only started watching um with uh, Rachel Lindsay's season. So as far as like getting acquainted to like um, you know, key people in Bachelor history, it's pretty good for that. And like for reliving like moments that people like talk about, I, was, it, I thought it was pretty good for that. So that's what I was watching. But I'll just put it on like while I like clean my room, do my laundry you know, wash the dishes, stuff like that, like not to really pay attention to. I just don't understand why it had to be three hours. Like you could have condensed all of this into two hours without all the extra interviews and talking and shit. All that was just unnecessary in my opinion. Yeah, all the interviews, I didn't, I literally did not give a shit about any of the interviews like whatsoever. 
but reliving the seasons were great. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, the last one they did was um, Juan Pablo season. I think that's the last one that they're airing before The Bachelorette starts. So I think that would have come out the week of the 7th of September. I think that's when they aired that. So huh, I I remember seeing clips from Juan Pablo's season just because my roommate at the time watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So she kept on telling me about this horrible man who was The Bachelor. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay, sure. Whatever you say, lady, that's, that's fine. And only to discover after the fact, it's Juan Pablo. Speaking of, I should probably text her and find out what she thinks about this whole bachelorette drama. She lives in a foreign country now, like foreigner than where we are. But I should should text her. Yeah, she's in Europe, in Europe with her husband. With in a country that actually cares about its citizens. Good for her. Uh, Vaguely, we'll see. Um, at least more than here, geez, because we are uh, yeah, not getting we're, not getting this shit together. We're having a time. Remember, I'm in Florida, so honestly, oh, there's man. there's 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 nothing happening here that I haven't already seen. Trust me. Right, you're in Florida. I'm in California. When two of like the pretty like worst states right now. <laughs> Yes, we are. Two of the worst states. We are, yes, you know, Florida is Florida. California is on fire and smoky as shit and rampant with COVID. So, you know, we're just doing what we can, girl. We're doing what we can to get by. That's why we made a podcast, guys. That's why we made a podcast so that we could share our eccentricities and our obsession with dating TV shows with you. That, yes. That's why we did it. This is how we're getting through it. This is how we cope. And I decided, like, why have one podcast when you can have two? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't know how you're doing it, but, you know, <laughs> good luck. Power to you. Oh, yeah, that should probably clarify what that means. I also host the Monogamish Pod with my pod partner, Sham, where we talk about consensual non-monogamy and polyamory and all of that through a Black Caribbean lens. So, sound familiar? Black Caribbean <laughs> lens. Black Only it's about Caribbean. dating shows on this one because he got mad at me for talking about dating shows all the time on our podcast. <laughs> well, and there you have it, guys. You can go to Jen for all your dating needs. If you want to talk about polygamy, check out Monogamish. If you want to talk about dating reality TV shows, check out The Bachelorette. You know, we got all your bases covered. We got everything that you need. All I need now is a Romance Mellow podcast, but I'm not going to start that. I can just plug a friend's big up shelf love, big up Andrea. You you got this already down. You got this, girl. You don't need me for that, but I'm probably going to be on an episode of that. I already was on one. I'm probably going to be on a second. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. She's on her favorite podcast. Like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at me making the rounds, doing the thing, being all famous and stuff. Kidding. Not even remotely famous. <laughs> not don't, I hope you guys don't think I'm serious. I'm just talking out of my ass right now. But it's good. We're all great. Is there yeah. anything else we'd like to share with our audience for our very first episode? That's like an inaugural episode, right? That's a thing. Do we say that? Yeah. Inaug- inaugural episode of The Blasherettes. Um, <clears throat> Anything I want to share? Um, nothing except I'm really looking forward to this Bachelorette season and all the drama. 
and um yeah and anything else that pops up if there's like another love is blind oh my gosh i'm praying to god there's another love is blind oh <laughs> then i we, i definitely want to talk about that um and then whatever else comes up i'm excited for i'm excited for this and i'm excited for the podcast and that's yeah. it already and next week we will cover a short series about dating around season two which we watched earlier in the summer but until then, I'm Jen, she's Lex, and we're the Blatchelorettes. Woo-hoo.